This is a diet of Brussels. Uh, what do we make of the uh, Leave campaign's uh, plans for the future? Now, this is the second podcast uh, in a very short series of two, uh, just looking at the, the, the rival claims that are going around, because now we're in the pretty much the last week of uh, campaigning. Uh, both sides are trying to set out a, a bit of a vision. It's been a, a weakness on both sides that they haven't really done that. Uh, if you listen to the episode before this, then you'll hear what we've had to say about the Remain campaign, uh, where we had some concerns about the validity of what they suggest. Now we're going to focus on the uh, Leave campaign. If you want to listen to something uh, more uh, in-depth, uh, not just on the campaigns, but generally the kind of issues we need to think about, you can listen to uh, our longer episodes, uh, A Diet of Cabbage. Uh, and if you go to our website at www.adiatofbrussels.com, you can find a link to that. But what do Leave say? Um, one of the challenges that Leave face is that uh, they don't need to uh, agree on a, a set of uh, plans because uh, their primary objective is to win the referendum run, think about the future. But clearly they want to set out a, a plan. Um, and what you've seen in the last week or two has been moves by some within Vote Leave, particularly those uh, within the Tory party, who are in effect establishing something that looks a bit like a, a government in waiting, saying this is what we will do. And you've seen this very clearly in the proposals that have been released today, uh, about how they would uh, go about doing things. The broad uh, framework of what they suggest is that uh, they would work over the next uh, four years to uh, conclude uh, a free trade agreement with the EU. Um, now this goes beyond the, the two years that is allowed for in the treaties under Article 50. So they'd need to have the approval of uh, member states uh, to extend that. Um, it's also worth saying that what that would mean is that it wouldn't be until 2020 that the UK uh, actually uh, left the EU. So we don't leave on June uh, the 23rd or indeed the 24th. We leave at the point that there is an agreement reached uh, between the UK and the rest of the EU. Um, in the meantime, uh, vote leave talk about uh, the need to show that there is immediate action on taking back control, to use uh, Chris Groening's words. So uh, before leaving, they would uh, talk about uh, limiting uh, access for uh, migrants from the EU, about changes in VAT, uh, and uh, limiting the power of the Court of Justice. Now, um, you can understand uh, the logic behind this, but uh, as it stands, that would be are not possible within the framework of EU membership, that uh, the EU wouldn't allow for those things to uh, take place within a member state. Of course, there's a question of what possible sanction the uh, UK uh, could have applied against it um, if it refused to accept the authority of the Court of Justice, uh, if it imposed unilateral uh, border restrictions. But uh, if you're also at the same time trying to negotiate a free trade agreement with the same countries that you are uh, currently not complying with uh, your treaty obligations, it seems a bit of a push to say that they are likely to give you a uh, extension, let alone uh, a, uh, a good deal that actually will be there. So actually the programme as it's been set out doesn't look like it's a very viable one 
uh, it looks like it's uh, actually tending to take us on a pretty much crash course out of the EU that uh, the UK would essentially say probably would be within its uh, rights to say you're not abiding by your current obligations as such we will not offer you anything uh, if you want to leave you leave now and you leave on uh, terms of any just residual uh, rights so you have no access to anything that we offer that might well be the intent uh, behind this but uh, certainly in terms of the way it's presented it uh, doesn't look like that's what the intention is so I think we need to be very clear that this is uh, doesn't look like a viable program there's also the additional factor which is that vote leave are not going to be a government there it's not a general election that we're talking about now it's a referendum so uh, even if you did replace David Cameron and uh, George Osborne with uh, uh, a new uh, leadership in the Tory party that would still take several months uh, they would then that new leadership would need to be able to command a majority uh, and you could imagine that there might be some on the Conservative Party who might not be so happy uh, about the turn of events. Um, it doesn't have a very large majority at the moment. So there, there's any number of problems in implementing this uh, uh, kind of scenario. Um, it's hard really to, to say much more than that because uh, so much will depend on uh, what happens to the format, the uh, the, the structure of government, uh, who's in charge, what majority they command, and whether, if they do pr present a, a plan like this, uh, whether they are able to follow it through either domestically or internationally.